Hey guys, it's Paul Torres back with a brand new episode of the Hip Hop Debate Podcast. We got a great topic this episode, Kendrick or Cole. We also have a great interview with my friend, longtime friend Luis Jocko, and we got a packed episode, so let's get it started. Alright guys, so as I said, the topic of this episode is Kendrick or Cole. So this is a, a big topic nowadays because... Kendrick Lamar is, and J. Cole, honestly, are considered some of the greatest of all time. Obviously, in a previous episode, my top 10 all time, they're both in my top 10 for favorite and greatest. Um, it, you know, they're, it's kind of like a big game pox situation where, you know, you could either, say, you could, you can say either one is, is great or the best of this generation, um, but you, you'll never be wrong by saying that. Now I'm I'm excluding Drake from this conversation as uh, the you know last Friday's episode uh, with Kyle Pagolo. Check it out if you haven't checked it out. Um, you know Drake is uh, in, in, I, I'm not including him because he's uh, he's you know th- these three are are con- included usually, but Drake is is definitely the biggest of the three, and he's more of a pop star in the sense he he's a rapper, but he's he leans on the pop side where Kendrick and Cole still have the roots in their real roots in hip hop. So with Kendrick or Cole, I, I, I'm a huge fan of both. I, I would say with both of them, I was a fan of Kendrick actually first, uh, sideline story by J Cole. That was my first real, um, experience with Cole. I, I never, I've listened to his mixtapes, you know, the come up, the warm up and Friday night lights, but uh, after he, you know, he blew up, and I became a fan of him. But uh, Sideline Story was my first introduction, and I was a fan of the album. I thought it was pretty good, but I wasn't blown away by it, honestly, at the time. And then Good Kid, Mad City came out uh, in 2012, and I was, I love that album from the start. And like as I said previously with Kendrick Lamar, any project that he comes out with, it's a, um, it takes you know, months, even maybe even years to decipher everything that he's saying in his project and everything, you know, the meanings and everything behind what he's saying in the songs. So Kendrick, you know, off the bat to me had a bigger impact because I was a instant fan of him after I heard, heard good kid, mad city. So then he, you know, took a while to drop to pimp a butterfly. I think it was 2014 or 2015. It was, I think it was early 2015, but J Cole dropped Born Sinner, which to me is a classic album. To me, it's his best album. And he dropped 2014 Forest Hill Drive. So with my experience with J. Cole, as everyone has different experiences with every artist or every song even, I listened to Born Sinner. I thought it was a good album. Then I, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, and immediately I loved that album. I thought it was unbelievable. To me, it's a borderline classic, if not classic album. But then I went decided to go back because I loved listening to that album so much. I was like, wow, J. Cole's actually really good. So I went back and I listened to uh, Born Sinner. And I didn't realize at the time when I listened to it that it's unbelievable. It's a class. It's unreal, that album. And so I then I realized, you know, Born Sinner is a classic. 2014 Forest Hills Drive is borderline classic, if not classic. And then Tibbet Butterfly came out and Tibbet Butterfly... And I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, I thought it was it was I was like this is a good album. But then, as with that was the Kendrick album more than any other album he's had. 
with um, it really marinating. You you really had to just go back and go back and re-listen to it, re-listen to it, and just really understand the meanings of what he was saying and the meanings of the songs and how it all connected to each other. And it's a masterpiece, honestly. And then, so Tip and Butterfly is is an unbelievable album. And then J. Cole dropped, they, they, uh, that was 2015, so 2016, J. Cole dropped For Your Eyes Only. So 20, 20, end of 2016, right before 2017, he dropped For Your Eyes Only. And honestly, when that came out, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I listened to it. I thought, all right, this is okay. It's definitely not one of my favorite J. Cole albums. Like, you know, I say with Tip and Butterfly, I had to let it marinate. Now listen to it for a little while, came back to it. It's an unbelievable album. You have to be honestly in the right mind state to listen to it. You have to be in the right place as a person to listen to it, as you'll hear with uh, Luis's interview. Um, it's really, you have to put yourself, even if you're not in that mind state or if you're not in that place as a person, you kind of have to put yourself in that place as a person, kind of being like a growing up even or being an older like older person, you know, maybe not older, but literally 20s, early 30s possibly having a kid or a significant other and you can really understand the meaning behind that and uh, as I uh, was in the, in the interview with Luis I talk about um, how the She's Mine Part 2 it's on For Your Eyes Only he talks about um, having a daughter he's basically seeing her being born and how like how he's going to raise her and I've literally cried or teared up to that song multiple times and it, it, it has me choked up multi, like uh, every time I listen to it and I don't even have a kid and that's not I'm not having a kid I don't know I'm not planning on having a kid for another few years so that that song you know even though I'm, I don't have a kid and I don't know what it, that feeling is like I can imagine what that feeling is like and it, it it's a it's an amazing song and even the first part she's your uh, she's mine part one is about having a significant other and fi- like going through the you know the stages of having a significant other and that song you know I know what that's like and I, I that song is awesome too so that album is really kind of a mind you have to be in a mindset or a certain place in your life as I said um, and then Kendrick dropped Damn and as I've said on my top five albums of all time list damn to me is one of the best albums of all time i think as i I mentioned in the interview you'll hear the thing i love about damn is to me kendrick maybe sacrificed a little of his lyricism or a little of a little of just his straight rapping abilities but he added as i as i said a million times i he expanded his artistic freedom he's he expanded he made it a little more pop a little more different he added different sounds that he might have never done before and i think that's why i think that album is unbelievable because it, it, it's not it's not for just the strict rap fan you can be a fan of you know different types of hip-hop or different more of a pop like radio friendly hip-hop but that album is just phenomenal and it has actually one of my favorite songs from him on there xxx featuring you too and that song is just i think it's phenomenal and it, it kind of reminds me a little of black of the berry Uh, as well because you know it's kind of being talking about being a hypocrite really he black of the berry is talking about you know how the first two and a half verses are talking about how um you know black people are being mistreated in this country and you know racism and everything 
and then he turns the table at the last half of the really like quarter of the the, the last verse how basically you know you really have to you know, look yourselves in the mirror and really have to you know come together as a community not just pinning pin each other pin yourselves against each other because you know other people are doing it to, to you so don't do it to yourselves and with xxx it's more as a society even with gun control and how you know kind of hypocrites like oh i'm gonna you know and if something happens to my you know a friend or a family member i'm gonna retaliate but then you want gun control the next day so it doesn't you know it's kind of being a hypocrite but it, it without he takes a really i think with both songs but more with xxx he made it more like listener friendly and he made it more it added different elements of music into that song which i you could tell the difference how he grew as an artist overall artist between black of the berry and xxx and those are two of my favorite songs from him so then damn dropped as i said it's one of my favorite albums of all time and i think it's one of the best albums of all time and then j cole dropped uh k well kendrick after tip and butterfly i'm sorry i skipped he dropped untitled unmastered which i don't really consider it's really just throwaways but that's some people love the album i'm not i thought it was okay uh, um it's throwaways from tip and butterfly i just i gave it a listen a few times and never i don't consider a you know full like a, it's it's a regular studio album so i didn't really mention it i'm also not the big a fan of it so um and then j cole dropped kod which kod was phenomenal i thought you know it, it should have been as i said it should have been up for a grammy he really kind of like kendrick did with damn j cole also kind of expanded his artistic freedom and because some people have said that j cole kind of sounds very monotone or he sounds very similar on a lot of stuff he picks similar beats and he sounds kind of the same on a lot of his stuff and kod he kind of changed it he kind of you know he's kind of making fun of pop uh you know radio rap and like the new wave of like lean culture and you know soundcloud rap but he also is, is still rapping like j cole you know normally raps so i think you know they both have had and kod is was my second favorite album of 2018 i think they both have have had great albums kendrick to me has had three classic albums I, I, Section 80 to me is like a mixtape. I, I consider that in the mixtape category. Uh, so I'm talking about albums here. J. Cole has had, to me, one... I, I, I'll give him two classics. He's had five studio albums now. Yeah. And he... Um, he has two classics. To me, Kendrick has three studio albums. And he's had three classics, honestly. So in the, with albums, I would have to give... The projects I'd have to give the edge to Kendrick. Um, if I'm talking like so, now I'm going to talk about guest verses, and I think it's honestly a runaway. I think J. Cole owns guest verses. The thing with Kendrick is because that's why his albums are so good, his projects is because he talks about you know, he you have to break down what Kendrick says, you have to, there's so much meaning behind what he says, and that's not saying J. Cole doesn't have meaning behind what he says, he definitely does. But Kendrick's Kendrick has so many different ways of saying things that you actually have to listen to it and and go back to it and and you might not catch it the first or second time 
before you realize it. With J. Cole, J. Cole's straight to the point. And that's what I think with guest, ver- guest versus J. Cole is so much better because Kendrick might be saying stuff, but you have to go back and back and back and listen to what he's actually saying. J. Cole, he'll, you know, the first time you hit, hit uh, listen to that song, J. Cole's coming, you know, with a fire verse nine times out of ten. And he, you know, he, he kills almost every guest verse, if not every guest verse he's really ever been on. Especially 2018, 2018, J. Cole owned every guest verse he was on. He was on uh, the uh, Royce to 5'9 song. He was on 21 Savage song a lot. He was on Black, Pretty Little Fears, which to me, that was his best verse of the year. Uh, guest verse, at least. that was I thought that was an unbelievable verse by him. Just J, uh, He was on J.I.D.'s song. Um, J. Cole really just was killing it in 2018. Obviously, I feel like every year, you know, when Kendrick released Damn in 2017, he was on a bunch of stuff. Um, well, you know, when J. Cole released Forest Hills Drive, he was on a lot of stuff because For Your Eyes Only, J. Cole didn't really release. He wasn't on any guest verses, but when he was at Forest Hills Drive, he did a lot of guest verses. Kendrick, you know, did when to have a butterfly he did guest verses so when you know the kendrick is hopefully releasing an album in 2019 and he uh has you know he'll probably be on some guest verses this year so when it comes to guest verses i give the edge and like not even to me it's not even close j cole owns guest verses it just he has so many tracks just alone from last year where he killed it and then i guess the last category i'll talk about is popularity um, they're both, as I said, Drake is clearly the biggest out of this, you know, this generation. Drake's obviously, as I said in the last episode, he's the biggest of all time. Or on the Drake episode, he's he's the biggest of all time. But so between these two, they're both huge. They both are some of the few rappers that can do arena tours. There's, I would say, one, two, three. Four or five, I would say six rappers. Seven, I would say seven rappers that can do arena tours. It's J. Cole, Kendrick, Kanye, Travis Scott, Jay Z, Eminem, and Drake. Those are the only, to me, those are the only seven that can, you know, that they can do arena tours and they wouldn't have trouble selling tickets. Besides that, I don't know, maybe Migos, but Migos was opening for Drake, so I don't really know where that would you know if they could actually do it um but yeah so they're both you know able to sell out arenas they're both you know selling you know vast amounts of tickets i mean a vast amount of albums and singles they're both you know doing guest verses they're both every if you if you know any hip-hop artists you know they're people if you mention j cole or kendrick people know who they are and so it's very this one's very close i would have to say kendrick is a little bigger because j cole's a little they're both very humble guys but j cole is really not in the spotlight at all kendrick with you know with the release of damn he he kind of got more in the spotlight and he kind of i guess maybe when even when about out went out of his comfort zone which is you never really saw with kendrick he, he was a little more in the public eye than you know past album releases or past years so I'd have to say Kendrick Lamar is a little bigger because I think also the Pulitzer Prize made him a little more recognizable to people who might not even have listened to him or known who he was. So I think the you know 
with the release of Dam, as I said, he uh, he artistically he, he expanded himself, but I think as a person he also expanded himself. He was able to become a you know maybe step out as I said, step out of his comfort zone and become a, a more well-known artist or person around the country and around the world. So my um, decision on Colin Kendrick. They're both two of my favorites of all time. They're both, to me, two of the greatest of all time. I think, but when they're by the time they're done with their careers, they're going to be both top five, honestly, which is crazy because who who the hell are you going to leave out of their top five? But I think they're that talented and they've released such great music that it's going to be hard. And if they keep on being on the track that they're on, it's kind of hard to debate that. But you know, only time will tell. So between Cole and Kendrick, I have to pick Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I think I've been a fan of him longer. I think, you know, it depends on 2019, as I said on that episode where I said my top 10 all the time. If Kendrick releases another classic album, I don't know how you can't pick him to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. Um, he is, I I just have to pick him because of the track record. He, you know, when it comes to projects, Kendrick is three for three on classics. And until he doesn't do it, you can't deny him. And I'm, it's not. I'm, this isn't a knock on J Cole because J Cole is right under. It's not like Kendrick ran away ran away with this. But if I had to pick one, it's Kendrick. But Cole is phenomenal. He's. I wish he got more recognition. He's. I think he's stepping out. Kind of like Kendrick did. He's kind of stepping more. Stepping out more in the public eye, and hopefully that helps his career. Getting getting more recognition, getting bigger, because he deserves it. He's such a great artist, but I would have to go with Kendrick on just them being, you know, the Kendrick on who I had to pick. And they're both all time greats and they're, you know, going to go down, as I said, is probably both top five. So now um, to get to the, we're going to get to the interview with Luis. He had a lot to say. You can kind of tell his uh, who he was going to pick from the beginning, but he still had a lot to say, had a lot of information and. Let's get to the interview. All right, guys. So we have another special guest on the podcast. It's a friend for many years now. Uh, we used to work together. His name is Luis. Uh, hey, Luis, how's it going? Yeah, what's good, bro? Um, so just, I guess, obviously, this is, you know, a hip-hop podcast. It's about debating, which I think we'll have. Uh, this will be a good debate. Uh, so give me a little background about, you know, yourself in terms of listening to hip-hop, how you kind of came into listening to hip-hop, because I know that's not your only, you know, genre that you listen to. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm very, when it comes to music, I'm a multicultural person, but my um, Apple Music will go from Biggie Smalls to Romeo Santos real quick, so, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm multicultural, but it all started at a young age, you know, growing up, my, well, I'm from a Hispanic family, so I got cousins who are really my uncles, and uncles who are really my cousins, so my cousin <laughs> uncle, he was like, when I was born, I was around, he was around like 25, 26, I was born in 93, you know, Biggie had just came out, Pac, you know, real 90s era hip-hop was really like running the scene, so I remember yeah. hearing, you know, Ready to Die, I remember hearing Pac, I remember hearing Pun, you know, Mace, Mob Deep, you know, Nas, you know, Illmatic, top five album for me. So that's yeah. where it really started and just, you know, being curious, like, all right, you know, who is Nas's favorite rapper? Boom, then you start to meet the Rakims, the Big Daddy Kings, the KRS-One, where, you know, it's a plethora of knowledge that you can, you can meet, you can listen to a new 
old track every day and still not have enough time to listen to them all. So that's where it started for me. You know, it's just the essence of what it was, you know, grimy, motivational. Sometimes it really just gets you through that day, you know, get through to work. It's a fucking, it's the perfect um soundtrack for the blunt, the joint, the bong hit, you know, whatever. You, you get me? It's just, it's different. Yeah. The effervescence of hip hop is very broad where you as the person are the author, the creator, and the demonstrator of how you want to take it. So that's where it started for me, you know. To this day, I still listen to hip-hop, you know. Obviously, we're on the J. Cole versus the Kendrick podcast, so, you know, I'm going to tell you J. Cole, one of my favorite rappers right now, out. and even what he said, you know, I'm enjoying some of these little mumble rappers, these little whatevers, but not all of them. Little Pump? Nah, I can't fuck with little Pump, bro. <laughs> that's just where I draw the line, but um, what's his face? Uh, Lil Uzi got some fire. Some stuff is yeah, fire. Yeah, um, I like Lil Uzi. Let's, let's see who else. 21 Savage, you know. God bless the boy. I know, know I he, hope. <laughs> we hope, you know, he gets out alive and okay, you know, fucked up. He's taking a man from his family and, yeah, you know, being as we, as we brown-skinned boys, you know, this type of stuff faces us on an everyday basis, you know. Have to yeah. be working in the warehouse, we probably got deported by now. <laughs> Um, you know they got you know they got Gustavo. That's why they fired his ass. <laughs> um, they got they got a, who's the other guy? Who's the other guy with the glasses? The quiet one. Um, uh, Melvin. No, 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 no. The guy, the guy in, in the where in liquor. The uh, oh, fuck. yeah, dandruff. I, <laughs> Always. I know who you're talking about. Fuck, what they call him? I forgot, uh, but I know this the skinny yeah. tall one. What the yeah, glasses? All for the shit. And then like the one conversation I had with him, he was like, "Yeah, I literally." He's like, yeah, I got my shit pushed in. I was like, all right, bro. Like, I just asked you to give me a paper that we needed for the manifest. <laughs> I didn't need all that. Um, you so I, I, this is a quick tangent. I, you knew you, you know me. Probably the first person you knew was a fan of him. Are you a fan of Travis Scott now? <sighs> but that's the thing. Like, what do you mean by fan? Like, do you like? Personal... Did you listen to Astro World? I listened to Astro World. Astro World was dope. I'm not gonna front. You know. I did like him not putting the features on the songs. You get me? Like, that was smart. Like, it made you hear, okay, this person's on the album, that person on the album. You got to hear the whole shit. You yeah, me? that is smart. So I, I, I never like thought that. of that. I like that. You know, that was good. Um, I don't know. You get me? Travis Scott is doing his thing. He's making his money. I will say he was part of the lamest halftime show of all time, though. I can't front. You get me? Like, that shit was whack. It did suck. Especially in Atlanta. You get me? Like, but he had SpongeBob, yeah. so it made up for it. Yeah, but he didn't even do SpongeBob <laughs> right. Like, he should have performed with SpongeBob. Like you, it's <laughs> oh, the yeah. NFL. You got the money, bro. Like, come on, make it happen. <laughs> if we can get a hologram Tupac, we can get Travis Scott and SpongeBob on the same stage, bro. Especially in Atlanta. If it wasn't for Travis Scott and me wanting to see him, you wouldn't be with, you know, Mallory right now. So, bro, that's, that's a lot of shit. That if it wouldn't happen that day, I wouldn't be in this situation. So, well, it's because of it's because of me. But you know, if it wasn't for me, it's hearsay. <laughs> Yeah, but if it wasn't for me getting mad drunk on my homegirl's crib and her husband is a big weekend fan and I was like, bro, my boys, well, this was before your girl was your girl, like, friend, she like, she couldn't go to the concert with you, right? I wanted, it was originally to go with you and then oh, right. you said you could, you said you had a, you might have had to work and then you actually got out of work that day or the day before you found out. Yeah, but either way, I got mad drunk, had a couple of bottles of wine and he said there'd be mad bitches at the concert. So I was like, you know what? I'm with the mad bitches movement. Exactly. So then, so, you you're welcome. Anyway, yeah, um, it was my work that got in, in there. Yeah, whatever. but if if I if we didn't go to if we didn't graduate high school together, you know, whatever. What anyway, yeah, that's what <laughs> um, so you know, I, I take full credit, but you know, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, 
what are your so what are your some of your favorite songs and albums from hip hop like if you had to say like you know top like you know three freaks or top five or whatever what in hip hop right. what are your top songs and albums not in chronological order but definitely ready to die I'm gonna go with Illmatic since having a child and like having growing up and shit you know for your eyes only is up there for me now. Yeah, yeah there's a lot more meaning to it for me. So there's that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's very hard because... Take Care is not one of them? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but I will say, what was that one? If you're hearing, if you're reading this, it's too late. It was definitely hard. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's Drake. Drake is like the movie Split. He's got different personalities. And depending on the personality, depending on how much I'm going to like it. Yeah. So there's that. But um, let's see. I really Ye- had to. Jesus? Huh? <laughs> Definitely not. Fuck out of here. If I really had to, I would put college dropout up there. Definitely college dropout. That's Classic. It was a whole sound in a wave that really changed the game and made this guy with a pink polo and a Louis Vuitton backpack respected. A lot of people yeah. couldn't say that. So there's that. Um, I would have to go with Big Pun, Capital Punishment. That's a great album. That one and... If I'm really, you got to do with Wu Tang and to the 36 Chambers. You have to. Another great one. So yeah, it's cl- a lot of classic shit. But then I'm also go for me personally because I think Jada Kiss is top five that are alive. His Young Locks days, We Are the Streets, is up there for me. You know, or the Raw Styles, P of Raw, Sheik Luch, where you know Jada Kiss was even supposed to be the best one, but he came there throughout time. And and that's another thing, you know, Biggie set him up. These are my guys. If Biggie's putting them on, I gotta listen to them. Yeah. So there's that, and then. I'm going to go straight out of Compton just because that was a whole... That started gangster rap. You know I mean? If you really wasn't <laughs> yeah. listening to straight out of Compton, you know, you wouldn't really be rapping about the thug and shit nowadays, you know? So, that'd be that. So, what are your uh, some of your favorite songs from hip-hop? All time, definitely. Now is The World Is Yours is one. Definitely. Um, by Big. It would be definitely Dreams. Ten Crack Commandments. Honestly, all of Ready to Die, bro. Like, straight <laughs> up. Like, it's just, that was just a, that first way in where it's just like, you know, he put a stamp on his name and God, God, you know, God bless, God rest in peace. He changed the game in one album. You get me? He put New York on his back and never looked back. You get me? Yeah. So it'd be that. Definitely um, Mob Deep, um, Shook Ones. Classic. Classic shit. And then, oh, another rapper I forgot to mention, Big Al, you know, well, his career would have been that shit. He never got killed right now. I, I always know. tell people, if Big Al was alive, he'd be bigger than Eminem. Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> we used to have this argument, I remember. All the t- Either way, the best Eminem was um, Slim Shady. No way. Marshall Mads LT is not so much better, but it's definitely better. Nah, Slim Shady was that real, raw, rugged, like. That's what, what Marshall Mathers was. Nah, Marshall Myers was like, I hate my mom. Well, that was Eminem's show. Like, the Slim Shady LP was like, I was born fucked up because of my mom, but I love it. All right, well, all right, well, we have a lot of similarities with like classics, you know, with albums and uh, songs. So obviously, the topic of this episode is Kendrick or Cole. That's a big topic nowadays because they're two the biggest. They're two of the three biggest artists of this generation. They're two. They're the two best artists, like actual like rappers, of this generation. And 
I obviously I had I'm interviewing you because J. Cole is I possibly your favorite rapper of all time. I know he's one of your favorites and you're a huge J. Cole fan, probably the biggest I know. And um so for obviously I've wanted to have you on this for this debate. So I guess before we get into it, so on Kendrick's side, what are some of your favorite songs from Kendrick and after that, what is your favorite Kendrick album? Okay, from Kendrick, favorite songs. Um, I'm definitely gonna go with um, fuck. It was like um, sing about me when you're dying or sing about me down Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, that one was just like you know, it's telling a story, which is another thing I've always loved in hip hop. You know, you can really tell a story and dictate what's really going on through the word, through the wordplay, through the verbiage. You know. Yeah, sing about me. I'm dying of thirst. You know, painting the story of somebody I never knew, but thinking I know them, just because this person decided to put pen to paper or, you know, the mouth to the fucking booth, and write me and write me something that had me thinking about that shit. But yeah, yeah. that um, I'll go with oh, fuck Ronald Reagan era on Section 80, mixtape Kendrick with some of some other shit. That one, <laughs> ADHD, fuck your ethnicity. You get me? Rigor Mortis. Oh, Rigor Mortis on his own right. You were just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, he's really <laughs> out here doing this shit. And it was like, yeah. you know, to, to see, what was it? Buster Rhymes done the remixes. Like, I appreciate it, bro, but it wasn't necessary. Like, he killed that shit on his own right. So there was yeah. that. But then I'll be, to put a hot take, I think, damn, I would have preferred him not to drop them and just be still left off with the Pimper Butterfly. Damn was a watered-down version of the Pimper Butterfly. Wow! All right, I think "Damn" is one of the best hip hop albums of all time. Nah, you're bugging. I, Butterfly was better. I think "Damn" is one of the best because, to me, with "Damn," Kendrick still kept the lyrical integrity, but he also made it more poppy, if pop kind of or radio friendly. Like he, to me, expanded his artistic freedom. He wasn't so just straightforward with the lyrics. He kind of like added different elements to his music. That's why I think it... I'm not saying like if you're talking about straight ideas or lyricism, his, the other two albums are, might be even better, might pro- probably better, but overall, like, project with, like, him having the, as I said, artistic freedom just of expanding himself as an artist, that's why I like Damn so much. But obviously, and my brother feels the same way, Damn is, like, probably out of his, you know, three studio albums, that's probably his worst one. Yeah, you know, I'm not... I'm not knocking and saying it wasn't a good one, but like to be left off with the Pimper Butterfly, I felt like I get it. Radio, radio wise, it was evolution of Kendrick Lamar, but MC, I feel like he took a back step. You get me? It's like, understandable. You know, you're already on top of the world, dog. Like you're. Don't get me wrong. I definitely put um Element in my top five Kendrick songs of all time. Yeah. You get me? I like just when I hear that song, bro. It's just like all right. Boy, I'm gonna smack a motherfucker and make it look sexy. Like, damn, you got me. I've never been wanted to so smack a motherfucker. Like, yo, I'm gonna make it look sexy, bro. Like, it was a feeling. And damn, you know, it was just like, I felt like it didn't capture what Two Pimper Butterfly had left me with. Cause now in the special crucial era that you wanna rap about politics in the world, do that shit now, especially. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Um, fuck. On Two Pimper Butterfly. Which one? Uh, yeah, that song is one is like one of my like, favorite songs from him. You know what I'm saying? Like to go from that, even if you want to go radio, King Kunta was hard. 
and then hit the radio. Yeah. Hard. The best thing though, with radio rap, you gotta have fun with it. I mean, that's why Big was able to make the hypnotizers, the one more chances, because he had Juicy. fun with the record. Yeah, yeah. Ju- you get me? You having fun with it. Nowadays, these rappers is trying to make a radio record on purpose, and you hear it like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't want to hear this shit. You can still yeah. be genuine, but still get a, still get that radio pop. Yeah, so still actually that. have a meaning to your song, yeah. but but make it you know geared to radio. I know what you're saying. So yeah, so there's that with Kendrick. Don't get me like Kendrick has always put out the music, but I will always say Kendrick had way more help than Cole ever had, and Cole didn't want the help. You get me? It's a blessing to get on stage and have Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, The Game all come out and hail you as a nice co- king of the West Coast. That's dope. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't even imagine what that shit feels like. But he's always had that backing. TDE has always had that back. You know, J. Cole made it pop on his own. Yeah. yeah Definitely. I, mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah. He also had Jay-Z, though, but he didn't want the help. He, ha- he didn't I want think the Jay-Z would have helped him more than he actually did if, if he but wanted remember, it. Like he says, you know, Jay-Z played him at first. So he definitely took that as like, ah, you know, you you fucked up and you signing me, but no, nah, I don't want to be on your dick. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like a lot of artists, when they come up, they just ride the coattails of like the the person who signed them. You get me? Um, like, on that, like even going back to old J Cole shit on the sideline story. Um, you listen to um sideline story. The nigga says the niggas ask me why Javen Jay never shot me out. Like I'm supposed to give a fuck. Don't you know that I'd be having fans? Don't you know that I'd be out in France with their hands, throw their hands like Pacquiao? Not because my looks, because my hooks can knock Rocky out. From that first album, letting you know, yo, listen, I don't need to ride his dick. I'm here on my own shit. Yeah. You get me? Writes this shit, produces this shit, masters his shit. You get me? Like, it's a triple threat. You get me? Kendrick, if you want me to break it down, you know, Kendrick really is on that Kobe shit. And his game is championship worthy. But Cole's on that LeBron shit where he has to do everything because he don't have a strong team. To be put yep. on TDE... Or Rockefeller when it was first coming out, it was still on its way up. Don't get me started on fucking LeBron. Why? What's wrong with LeBron, bro? I fucking hate him now. He's Why? ruining the Lakers. He's ruining the Lakers. But he's not ruining this the is, Lakers. Bro. This is not a this is not a sports podcast, but we'll talk about that separately. That's anyway, he's so not what are the Lakers, bro? Don't at me. He's he's fucking ruining them. He's not, bro. Just try. <sighs> okay, Just uh, when try. when 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 we don't win any championships in his four years. And tell me how much of a success it was, and we trade away our young guys. Anyway, so what are your? I know, obviously, I know your position on this, but and if with the the this you know interview, you could kind of tell which way you're leaning. But so which way? I mean, sorry, what are some of your favorite J Cole songs of all time? Of I know all this time? this might be harder for you because you know you're such a big J Cole fan, obviously. All time, I go off the top of the list, Simba. Definitely Simba, um, Dollar in the Dream Three, Return of Simba. Um, I'm gonna go with For Your Eyes Only. That's a great song. You get me? Um, Born Sinner. I'm definitely gonna go with um, Born Sinner. Yeah. Um, Run Away. I love that song. And then on KOD, for me, 1985. Window pane, you get me? Yeah. Like, to hear, to get into the glimpse into his life, you get me? Um, I love, uh, I love Once an Addict. That shit's good. That shit is dope. And then on Forest Hills Drive, you know, a tale of two cities. Fire. Even the intro, bro. That's another thing, you know. J. Cole intros from his mixtape days was always the perfect way to set off the mixtape for me. You get me with that piano, the slow yeah. chorus, 
him talking, having the conversation with, he's setting the tone. You get me? Should that motherfucker have dropped Friday Night Lights as his debut album? He'd have been, what, triple platinum? He had to, he told Hov, go fuck yourself, I'm leaking my own shit. Come on, bro, who the fuck told Hov that? Who? <laughs> Kanye. Fuck out of here. Kanye is another motherfucking bomb right now. We'll get into that another day. <laughs> All right, so with... All right, so obviously you, you can still say it, but if you had to pick Kendrick or Cole, why? Who do you pick and why? If I had to pick Kendrick or Cole, I'm gonna go with Cole. But if I had to like break it down to you, it's like a 12 round championship prize fight. Prize yeah, prize it's close. You got it's me. Close. It's not. It's no landslide. It's just. It's a decision. Out, <laughs> it's a decision. But it's a knockdown in there, you know. When Cole, when Cole, well, not even when Kendrick was on his um damn shit, Cole was on his little hiatus. He dropped the other shit. What was it? Um, Untitled. When he dropped like what the 15 track LP with songs he didn't use, shit yeah. was hard. But now it's Cole's turn, you know. He got the album. He got the album of the year freestyle. He got everybody dies, false prophets, you know, setting the tone. Middle it's child. Like, middle child. You got no even being like, yo, it's Monday. My album drops Tuesday. Go buy that shit. That was yeah. no feature. You got me like, there's different shit, but then I'll always say, Kendrick's always had his label set off better right away. I'm happy with what Cole is assembled in Dreamville, but TD was on top from the jump. To have a Schoolboy Q, a J-Rock, an Ab Soul, you know what I mean? Even a Scissor. That album was hard as fuck. Yeah, it was so, a good album. It's different sounds, but like, you can hear the West Coast in his voice. You can feel the down south in J. Cole and the New York in him. So it's like, for me, I'm happy we can have this debate in hip-hop because there's two people holding it down. Yeah. To me, they're all-time great. They're top 10 oh, both, yeah. to yeah. me, honestly. They've solidified themselves in a top 10 position. Where, already. You know, already. And their careers are far from done. But my whole thing is I want to hear that album together because I know they got one. I you know really hope. It. Yeah. You know I they really got hope. a motherfucking album. Even like when they went to Black Friday shit. When they took yeah. each other's beat, and I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, as a Cole fan, I think Kendrick won that one. I think Kendrick took that shit. Yeah, they both did on the fire though. What he, what he did on the tail two cities, you're like, damn, bro. Like, if Cole was making Kendrick beats, it should be disgusting. <laughs> so, like so, I said, you know, it's it's hard for me to pick, even as a big Cole fan, because I appreciate I'm there listening to Kendrick. You know, Good Kid, Mad City, some shit. I still bump to this day. Um. To Pimp a Butterfly, I'm still bumping that. Section 80, I'm still bumping that. You get me? It's And same thing with Cole, you know. I was riding today listening to that first mixtape. Where it's yeah. like, damn, in St. John's Day. <laughs> Who the fuck yeah. can say that? I've heard the come up, the warm up, Friday Night Lights. Niggas don't even know about the blow up. You get me? Like, it's the whole Any Given Sunday shit. The Truly Yours shit. Like, it's good to see them pen all these records and shit. Yeah, that's like so how you kinda of are with Jay Cole's like how I am with Travis Scott. Like I've heard Travis Scott like before, like anyone knew of him. What and it's it's just hum it's like cool to see them grow. Like and oh, become yeah. become big like as an artist because you you knew them before like when not many people didn't and, and you know, it's kinda of cool to see them grow just like as a you know, an artist as a as you know, their fan you know, their fandom grows or as you know, yeah, they are as a person even. In high school. Yeah. Then when Friday Night Lights came out on my senior year, it was on literally on a Friday night. I was supposed to go chill with some bitches, and I tell Mally this story all the time, so I ain't gonna get in trouble for this shit. That shit <laughs> dropped, bro. I put that shit on in my speakers. You remember back in the day, nobody had no wireless fucking speaker pill shit. You know, we had our shits 
lined up with the aux core with the old ass sound system. Yep. That first shit Friday night light drop, bro. I was just like fucking. I'm high as shit already. I'm staying home and bump this whole thing because <laughs> it's just that tone they say. Even like with Jay Kosher, you know, as each album has come out, I've been in a different place in my life. Financially better, physically better, emotionally, you know, job wise. Like it's crazy to see the growth. Even with Kendrick shit, you know. Being yeah. young in high school, listening to that shit, seeing him now. What's he uh how do you say that a word? Putzler or Putzler? Award Pulitzer, Pulitzer. Pulitzer, you get me like to see he is respected on that level is appreciative to me to know you can take my culture seriously. Yeah, exactly. You get me? That's like what's awesome said, about both of them. They take hip hop seriously. You have to, bro. All right. Where so, oh, no, what were you saying? No, no, bro. What you saying? Um, so, the I always, you know, every you know, time I have an interview, I ask, you know, the person I'm interviewing, obviously based around the topic. Like top three, top five, top ten. So, what are your top three projects from each artist? So you can do, you know, Kendrick first or Cole first, doesn't matter, and go like three to one. So like, you know, one being your favorite. Um, for Kendrick shit, one would definitely be Good Kid, Man City. I think to have a debut album like that, it, he put he landed the first punch because his shit was better than Sideline Story. I can straight up say that, you know, but he came with a different tone at it. Versus J. Cole shit, where I feel like he tried to come more like, oh, I want the radio to play me, you know. But I still was able to get the lyricism, the story, the raw shit. But Kendrick was straight up like, yo, if Pyro was in Crips, all got along. You got me like, yeah. he straight up was telling you what I'm about. And then he had the fucking remix with Jay-Z. You got yeah. me? Yeah. It was like, it, he came harder with that. So for me, I will always say Kendrick's Good Kid Mad City is the best thing he's ever put for me. Second would be Section 80. And then third, I'm gonna go with the Pimple Butterfly. All right, that's a great. Li- you can't go wrong with it, with those. Now for J Cole, it's difficult because you know I enjoy each one differently. But if I had to go to the number one all-time thing, I'm gonna listen from him. I had to take it to the mixtape days, bro. You get me? Because that's what brought it up for me. I go with um the warm-up. The warm-up for me is the best thing I've, I've ever enjoyed listening to him wise. <laughs> and that's just raw shit, you know? But, like, it's crazy because, like you say, you know, you remember listening to your favorite artist and they would drop a mixtape. Yeah. You remember free music. Nowadays, <laughs> these, most of these guys, they don't do free music. I mean, it's all listen to my album, listen to my streams, you get me where it's like, you remember downloading this shit, going on that piff, livemixtapes.com. <laughs> however the fuck else you got it. Like, you remember that shit? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember you see the all growth. that. Now it's like, okay, like I said, Monday, my shit will be on Apple Music on Wednesday night, midnight. Go cop my shit. Yeah. Is that the warm-up. Second for me, I'm going to go with um, For Your Eyes Only. To come with that tone right after 2014 Forest Hills Drive, you saw a change in him. You get me? Just starting to see shit for the world's point of view, the next generation where I'm at that point now, too, you get me? Instead of buying all these sneakers and shit, I got to get my son ready. I got to yeah. make sure hey, it's going to be good. You get me, you know? Should I ever pass away, you know, the last song, you know, your daddy was a real nigga because he loved you. Yeah. You get me? As long as my kid loves me, think of me as a good parent, I'm successful in this lifetime. Can nobody ever take that shit away from me? Exactly. And just to know to that could be taken from a child at any point in time, is it was just for, to, for me to... Hear that emotion pen to write to to word the song. It, it's like I remember being high as shit, 
dropping a tear the first time I heard that shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, being at the concert, like, it was crazy. So I, I was that. there, too. <laughs> oh, you went to the National Coliseum? Yeah, I remember I saw you, you post on Instagram or on your story or something, or Snapchat, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, I was, you were, like, on the floor, but I was, you know, up top. Oh, yeah, bro. I was mad fucking close. Yeah, that was a great like, concert. Hell, yeah, bro. So the, that, the... She's Mine Part 2, actually. I, it made me cry. Just because yeah. I, I want to be, I want to have a daughter so bad. <laughs> but that's not going to happen for a few years. Anyway, another, yeah, what's, uh, <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's, what's your third favorite? <laughs> Jay Cole, um... album or Project? <laughs> I'm gonna go 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Like, it put the stamp on him as like the next one. Yeah. I mean, where he could have those club bangers, he could have that radio hit, he could have that deep worship. First things first, rest in peace to Uncle Phil. For real. Like, you saw that concert clip where that beat dropped. He didn't even sing shit. He put his mic to the crowd, and you just hear it. like, he got he brought anthems to that shit. Where it like, it like stamped his wordplay, it stamped his beat making, it stamped his sound as. He can go for many different ways. So I really appreciated that growth. Definitely. All right. So it was Kendrick was uh Good Kid Mad City, uh Tip and Butterfly, uh, Section 80, then Tip and Butterfly, right? Yeah. And then J. Cole was um the come up, right? Yeah. And then uh For Your Eyes Only. Yeah, had... the warm-up, the warm-up. The warm-up, the warm-up for your the eyes only. Was the one before that. The warm up for your eyes only than 2014 Forest Hills Drive. That's they're both obviously you can't go wrong with any with those that list or any really list with with them because they just put out great or classic albums. So yeah, bro. All right, man. So thank you for coming on. Hopefully you'll be a recurring guest in the future. Yeah, bro. And, Whenever and, you want to talk, bro, I'm here. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Nah, Brody. Hit me up. Good to hear from you. Take care. Again, thank you to Luis for that awesome interview. He has a lot of insight. I really respect his opinion on this topic. Obviously, anyone I have on this podcast, I kind of gear the topic to them. I think he's a person that I can really respect his take and his opinion on this topic, even though he's a huge J. Cole fan, but he also respects how great Kendrick Lamar is. So I'm going to have two top three lists for this episode. Um, I'm going to go top three list for albums for J. Cole and for Kendrick Lamar. So top three albums for J. Cole is number three um, is K.O.D. I think K.O.D. is a great album. It's one of my favorites from him. As I said, it's my second favorite album from 2018 and I just think it's an awesome album. Coming in at number two is 2014 Forest Hills Drive. I just think it's an awesome album. It's classic, borderline classic, but J. Cole just is, spits just fire on that album. It's crazy. And number one, as expected, is Born Sinner. Born Sinner, I said, is a classic album. Surefire classic album. It was really slept on from, by myself in the beginning. And then as I listened to it over time, I just realized how amazing it is and how much he sang and how lyrical he is. And I think it's an awesome album. So then with Kendrick Lamar, um, top three. Number three is... Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, obviously, as I said, to me, they're all classic albums, but uh, To Pimp a Butterfly just is my third favorite, honestly, out of these three. Um, 
and that's all I really have to say because I can't, I'm going to, I could break down everything, but that's, that would take forever. So, um, number two is good kid, mad city that some people that might be their favorite. Honestly, all these three might be their favorites, some people's favorites, but this is just my list and my order. Um, and the number one is damn, as I said, it's to me, it's one of the best albums of all time. And one of my favorite albums of all time. I think it's just a awesome album, lyrical, radio friendly, artistic, you know, artistically expanding as an artist for Kendrick. I just think it was awesome. It's a great album. So quickly, I'm going to reiterate. Uh, number three for J Cole was um, uh, KOD. Number two was 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and number one was. Um, Born Sinner for Kendrick Lamar. Number three was To Pimp a Butterfly. Number two was Good Kid Mad City. And number one was Damn. All right, guys. So, again, thank you for listening. Subscribe on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Anchor. You can follow on anywhere you want. You know, you listen to podcasts. Definitely check it out. Also follow on Twitter at We Debate Hip Hop, on Instagram at The Hip Hop Debate, and um, until next time, guys.